Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Oscar Central. This is the first episode of our new series, Best Picture Rewind, where Lex and I will be going back over Best Picture winners from the history of the Oscars, going episode by episode, and talking about them. You know, I'm very excited because it's going to be a way for us to talk about films that we otherwise wouldn't really get a chance to discuss on Oscar Central. It's going to be a way for us to fill in you know, blind spots that we have with Oscar winners. Neither of us thus far have been, you know, I know there are people out there who are like Oscar Best Picture winner completionists. That's not us. So we've got some, you know, spots to fill in. Uh, And it's also going to be a way for us to talk sort of about the evolution of Best Pictures, especially with this past year, Um, having, you know, sort of a... I don't, I don't want to call the movie like strange, but it, it's a weird movie to win Best Picture if you look at sort of the past few decades of Best Picture winners. So I think it's it's a perfect time to be talking about, you know, how Best Picture has changed over time. Um, so obviously, uh, as I said, I'm Nicole. Uh, I am very excited to be doing this. I am the um, managing editor at Oscar Central, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, our staff writer and also my best friend, Lex. How are you doing? Um, I'm great. Um, even though you failed to mention that my official title at Oscar Central is Oh yeah. Master of Podcasts. Master of Podcasts. Um, right. Staff writer. And, <laughs> um but no, I'm good. Um I'm excited to be doing this series. I'm excited to be I'm honestly excited to be starting with this one because I rewatched yeah. this today. I'd not seen it um in a minute. And, um, you know, I actually really enjoyed it. This would have been my third time watching it. And I actually think I enjoyed it most this go around. Um, I don't know if like I had a new appreciation for it going in knowing it was the best picture winner. But yeah, um, I think this like really settled more with me this time. So I'm excited to be talking about that. And I'm honestly most excited to be seeing um, which of the best picture winners we'll be tackling on first. Yeah, same. And for anyone listening who maybe is, you know, has stumbled upon this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something, Oscar Central is a uh, film criticism and awards season outlet uh, for women and non-binary film critics to sort of have our own space to talk about the Oscar season and films. We do on our website film reviews and uh, interviews and editorial pieces and everything. So definitely check us out at www.oscarcentral.com. And then we also have a podcast. And uh, for any regular listeners, don't worry, our normal show is continuing. This is sort of going to be an additional series that we're doing during the Oscars off season. Uh, Once, you know, in the fall, whenever festival season sort of really gets into swing and and there's a lot to talk about and to be doing we will um you know close our first season of best picture rewind and then pick it back up following the oscars next year but um i i really i think lex and i are both dedicated to seeing this through until we get through all of them so we've got a long list to go through and we're going to start today by talking about the most recent best picture winner but first i wanted to you know, talk a little bit about our backgrounds with like Best Picture winners and ask some questions of Lex, share some opinions of my own. Um, 
I recently, I was, you know, talking to my mom actually about this series and she was like, well, what did win best picture every year? And I like walked her through it. And I'm going to be very honest. There are some films on this list that I'm literally like, what is that? Like, yeah, I don't know if you have any of those ones. I feel like there's certain decades where I have really big blind spots. Well, especially um, early, early. Like, what's the Broadway melody? That's see, I've seen both that. Both of us would like. I've seen it. It's not interesting. Um, I have a really weird thing where I'm actually, like, fairly familiar with a lot of the 30s and 40s. And yeah. even through, like, the 50s. Yeah. Um, and the 60s, even. See, the like, 60s, this is, 70s is kind of where I pop off a bit. Like, see, the 60s at least have a lot of the, like, that's the weird decade where you have all these musical best picture winners and so those i know i don't know the like non-musical best picture winners but the 70s is where i'm truly like what are these movies yeah like other than the godfather and the godfather now that i'm looking at the ones in the 70s i've actually seen i think all of the best picture winners from this okay i have not i've not i've i've only seen two of the best picture winners in the 70s and it's the godfather and the godfather part two and then the 80s i'm Uh, also like what are these movies i've seen one of them i and the 70s okay i've not seen Patton or the french connection i've seen the godfather i've seen the sting i've not seen the godfather part two okay never mind i have seen blue over the cuckoo's nest rocky annie hall deer hunter kramer so i've seen most of the ones from the 70s you see most of them yeah the the 80s i went in like i know the 80s because i notoriously uh love of stranger things aside have like always loved pop culture (laughs) yeah like somewhat notoriously and i'm looking at a lot of the nominations i've seen but yes i've not okay same that's i like my funny thing with the 80s is that I think every year there's at least two other nominees that I have seen, but I've not seen the winners. So I'm like, okay. Um, And then once we get into the 90s, like I still have places where I'm like, yeah, I've not seen that. But it's a lot more that I have seen. And obviously like into the the 2000s and the 20 teens, I've seen more of them. Although not all. Like I've not seen Argo. Um, or the you, artist. I've seen Argo. I was going to say, I've seen all of them of the 2010s. Okay, I have um, not. I've seen the artist. I Pretentious Film School Me was obsessed with the artist. Um, I've seen Argo. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. Soldier <laughs> Slave, Birdman. I, Birdman has a special place in my heart because the pretty much the entire thing is filmed in the St. James Theater. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Love me some Birdman. I've seen Spotlight, Moonlight. Shape of Water, Green Book, and Parasite. Yeah, I've seen all these. Okay, so looking at the winners, do you have some already that you, like, have seen and don't like? Because I have a good handful. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, I hate Green Book. I was going to say, I feel like Green Book is the obvious one. Yeah, Green Book. I don't like The Shape of Water. I don't either. I, like, I'm a Del Toro girly, but that one, and look, I admire, like, his guts anytime he makes a movie. Like, you did it, man. But I do not like that movie um i don't this is blasphemy that i've held in for so long i don't like nomadland oh okay um i don't hate it i just don't like it um i don't like birdman i hate birdman actually oh no um which is partially though because like my experience of birdman has been very colored by like the birdman bros um 
who are they're a thing um um, blame not the sins of the bros on the saint james theater i also am just not an inurito girly like inurito's films do not work for me in general um i'm trying to think if there's any other stuff that i like from older years that i really dislike there are definitely are are years where i'm like really that one over this yeah i mean it still shocks me to my core that jurassic park did not get a best picture nomination and i look at the lineup in 1984 and i'm like the hell yeah. What are you doing? Um, though I guess that would have been 1993, but even still, like, yeah, fine. Schindler's List won, and like, as a yeah. show, but yeah. like, come on, you're gonna okay. I, mm, I mean, there's a lot of these that I'm excited. I'm really excited when we get to Slumdog Millionaire because I love Slumdog Millionaire. Um, Same. but I don't think I've seen it since. I haven't seen it. What year was it? Like. I I haven't seen it since at least like early 2010s. I I had a moment with that movie. I thought it was the most romantic I thing I've seen in my life. I was really obsessed with the Pussycat Dolls cover of Jai Ho. Um, Iconic. I sang it to my printout photo of Jerry Trainer every day. That tracks. Um, so- oh wait, here's one that I genuinely hate with all my heart. Huh? Braveheart. I hate Braveheart. Braveheart. That's fair um it is a terrible film i hate mel gibson also like apollo 13 would have been a great winner sense of sensibility would have been a great winner honestly babe would have been a great winner (laughs) great winner i've not seen the postman so i'm not i'm not trying to like shade that movie i just don't know it um i don't like deer hunter i've never seen deer hunter it's i don't like it Um, i'm not looking forward to it yeah out of africa i'm like on um yeah yeah i think we're gonna get some good episodes out of this but um i definitely think we are i'm trying to i'm like going through now and seeing like is there anything obviously there's there's a few things like um i've never seen annie hall um because okay. of the woody allen of it all yeah um so i'm not i'm not a know, woody there's... allen apologist at all but um annie hall's pretty pretty good movie but not i just don't want to have to talk about woody allen because of uh it's because of diane keaton though oh here's here's one that i don't like and this is probably going to be controversial um i don't love west side story um no i don't either i don't like any i don't like any incarnation of west side story sorry said it listen yeah speaking from a girl who's currently wearing a sweeney todd shirt west side story we gotta stop acting like that sondheim's crown oh um Here's a winner that I'm like, really? Why? The fact that Gigi won Best Picture um, over Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Yeah. That's my villain origin story. Um, And I like, I like Gigi fine. I mean, it's, it's obviously like weirdly problematic in a very 50s way, but um, oh, greatest show on earth. Not looking forward to that. Um, Not a fan. And then there's i'm trying to think there's one that everyone always talks about as being like particularly bad from the early years i think is it cimarron it might be um there's definitely going to be some interesting ones for us to see but uh are there any that like you haven't seen in a long time but you have seen and you're excited to like go back to um i mean 
that I'm excited to go back to. I'm not sure. I mean, I haven't seen Forrest Gump in a minute. I do love Forrest Gump. Mm. Um, I was recently thinking of that movie. Um, yeah. Chicago will be a fun yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to go back to Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> called how many times I later on other or other episodes I have not seen the 1930 all quiet on the western front since the new one came out so I'm excited to like go back and and re-watch the 1930 version of it I also honestly I haven't seen gone with the wind in like a hot second um and I feel like that's going to be a really good discussion <laughs> yeah so I am excited for that. I also okay. Wait, here's a fun one. Um, Casablanca. I've only seen once. I love. And Casablanca. I saw it while I was home from school, sick in high school with the swine flu. Hmm. And I'm not gonna lie to you; it made literally no sense to me. Um, now that was definitely not the movie. It was the swine flu, right? Um, because also like during that same time of having the swine flu I had like full-on hallucinations because my fever got so high so I'm excited to watch Casablanca and like understand it probably mm-hmm. um you know barring like getting the swine flu again um, yeah but oh I'm very excited to see all about Eve again because I always want to watch all about Eve and I haven't in a hot minute Great um I also I'm very excited for us to hit some of those like 1960s musical winners because i feel like we're exactly the right people to discuss those for anyone who doesn't know lex and i are both former theater kids um as much as you can ever be a like former theater kid i will reiterate that i am in a currently wearing a sweetie well i was my point was like now we're just like theater adults but yeah (laughs) um so i feel like those will be uh we gotta watch lawrence of arabia i love lawrence of arabia (laughs) Oh, come for me, film bro. Listen, I'd like to. Oh, oh, we get to watch Sound of Music, one of my favorite films. <laughs> I said I'd not seen any of the ones from the '60s, and I've actually seen almost all of these. So I was gonna say, I know you. I seen don't know the years at all, and I've seen almost. All I the don't ones. know my fruits. I don't know my fruits. I've also seen almost all the ones from the '50s too. Wow, it's literally Please. just the '80s that like I've not. Okay. Seen. The 80s are my big blind spot, other than, like, the, I f- there, there's a few in the 30s that I'm literally, I've like, seen... I didn't know that film existed. I've um, not seen a single film that won Best Picture in the 80s. I've seen a lot of the nominees. Same. A lot same. of them, But not... It's weird how, like, none of the ones that I've seen won. <laughs> but I've seen most of the ones in the 50s. I've seen most of the ones in the 60s. Yeah, no, I think this will be good. I'm I'm excited so to like, get it all. Yeah. Going. I also, I'm excited to get to the Lord of the Rings Return of the King, which yeah. won in 2003, because I, like, watched them for the first time just, I guess, what, like a year and a half ago now? Um, and I'm always down to discuss Lord of the Rings because I think those movies are, like, some of the best like you know big scale adaptations of books ever done yeah um and best franchise films ever done um so yeah so okay before we move on though i have to ask what are your top three best picture winners as of like from what you've seen right now so on from march 2023 um 
not necessarily in this order. If I like, yeah. if I had to do an order, um, it would not. It we we'd be here for forty five minutes. I'm an indecisive. Same. Yeah. Um, Slumdog Millionaire is definitely going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this is so pretentious, but like I really do love Casablanca. <laughs> okay, I yeah. really yeah. do. Like I watched it during my peak pretentious film kid phase and for a long long time uh my instagram bio in high school was here's looking at you kid um that does not surprise me so um i'm just checking that a movie that i do love i think it won best picture but i'm just quadruple no it didn't never mind Um, that is shocking to me um and then i guess the third would probably be um the sound of music yeah okay okay yeah i'm satisfied with that all right my number one is titanic far Mm -hmm. and away i am a titanic girly through and through um my second one is all about eve a film that i love uh and then for my number three, the, see, the pretentious film kid in me wants to say The Godfather because I really had a minute with The Godfather when I was in, like, junior year of high school. Uh, I was, I like, which is a strange thing for a junior in high school to, like, have a phase of. But I was really into The Godfather. I had this sweatshirt that said The Godfather that I wore around all the time. Um, but I actually think I'm going to say Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, uh, oh. because that movie just thrills me thrills Samwise me Gamgee, i will marry you yes yeah a little hobbit queen honestly i I'll love a second breakfast with you anytime you want samwise there we go there we go um i mean aragorn like call me um but also like aowen call me uh so now we're gonna do something very exciting which is that we are going to pick our first um five films that we're going to be doing episodes of Wrong. live um should we do five or should we do ten i'm just realizing mm, that. let's do five let's start with five okay we'll start with five we are spinning the wheel that i put all the best picture winners into oh it's making a little noise yeah, that's, that's the spinning music provided by me i love that oh uh, oh my god oh, oh moonlight moonlight okay moonlight okay i don't just like moonlight it's just it it almost landed on one i really like so i am going to make a confession right now that i feel like i don't know that i've ever admitted to this on the internet before You've not um seen i've not seen moonlight wow uh that was our senior year la la land I did. I did. So you almost saw the best picture winner. Well, because they showed La La Land at Elon at one point in the theater. Yeah. So Lex and I went to the same college for anyone listening who doesn't know. Um, But we were seniors and I was finishing my thesis and thus I did not see many movies that year. Um, Okay. I'm going to write this down on my phone because otherwise I'm worried that I will forget and have to like go back and listen to this to remember uh, um, okay, so we're going to remove that from the deck okay. and spin again, right? Ooh, nope. Number two. <laughs> Geppetto! Drew carries Geppetto! So exciting. 
Um, uh, 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. Um, I love 12 Years a Slave. Lapita I, Nyong'o. yeah, the woman that you are. I will I am marry really into you you. and enjoy second breakfast with you as well. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about that. Also, this is like good timing to talk about it for me because I've recently taken um, several classes that like, uh, you know, correlate to it. So I'll know things. All right, let's see. Number three. This might not be the actual order that we do them in, though. Coda. <gasps> okay, Coda. I actually... I like Coda. I like Coda, too, but I've also not seen it since it won Best Picture. Yeah, I haven't So... seen it here since last spring. Right, this will be interesting to, like, revisit it and see what I think of it now. Um. All right. Number four. I'm getting addicted to spinning this wheel. It, like, I can't stop staring at Ooh, Out of Africa. Africa. Out of Africa is one of those movies that, like, I think I probably have seen all of it at some point, but usually it's the kind of thing that I, like, see in bits and pieces because it's on the TV um, at my parents' house. So excited to, like, actually sit down and watch that one. All right. And our last of our first set, which we're not necessarily going to do these in order. I think we'll, like, figure out if we want to... you know what order we're gonna do them in but um the last one that we're drawing for today is unless it gives me a really recent one and then i'm gonna tell it now what crash what year is that even from have i seen crash I've, I've definitely not because i just asked what um crash is from 2005 oh okay we were in fifth grade So that would explain why we've not seen it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I always end up with like weird blind spots from movies from like when I was in elementary school that I couldn't watch at the time. Um, because they're not old enough to be like classics that I should return to. But I also couldn't watch them when they came out. <laughs> like, Yeah, that, um, that is, I think, I mean, again, all they had to do was give uh, Finding Neverland. No, that's 2004. Never mind. <laughs> Then I would have seen it. If they gave Brokeback Yeah. Mountain Best Picture, I'd have seen it. You think I've not? Listen, in Yeah, 2017, that's... uh, when I would go rush a great comet every single weekend, my Incredible. friends and I would stand outside the theater and go, I wish I knew how to quit you. Did you see the news that they're doing a play with music of it in the A West musical. End? I think Right it's there. technically a play with music. A play with music. My my apologies. Um, I'll Well, be there. no, I'm just, I'm so intrigued by, like, what does that mean? Like, It means I'll be there. Mike Feist is in it too. yeah, and Lucas Hedges, is that who it was? Um, Yeah, I just had to say I'm intrigued. Very intrigued. Um, that. Oh. Those are a five. I just Do want we want to, to say those I want again to just, real quick for yeah. the audience, but also me? Actually, what I want is to keep spinning that wheel forever because I find it weirdly therapeutic. Um, this wheel that I've been spinning is wheelofnames.com if anyone else needs the, the you know, therapeutic nature of a spinning wheel. So the five that we drew, I'm weirded out by how recent all of these are, but it's fine, are Moonlight, 12 Years a Slave, Coda, Out of Africa, and Crash. All right. Um, I'm also, I feel like we're fairly familiar with the others. Crash 
is a crime drama film directed by and co-written by Paul Haggis uh, with Sandra Bullock, Don Cheadle, okay, Matt Dillon, Jennifer Esposito, Brendan Fraser. Hey, um. That's interesting. Okay. Michael Pena. Okay. And Ryan Philippe. Okay. Um, Fascinating. Okay. I'm so interested. I love Don, so let's go. Oh. Um, all right. So now that we've done the most exciting part of the episode, <laughs> we are going to discuss uh, this past year's winner um, for Best Picture. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, because we wanted to like talk about this one now before we dive into past ones to sort of get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like we don't like it. Well, it I, also just kind of felt weird in like a few months' time if we were to pull it, be like, "Oh, it's yeah. September. We're now talking about everything, everywhere, all at once." Exactly. So, um, well, it's fresh in everyone's heads. We figured probably best to talk about it. Um, but yeah, I so I love Michelle Yeoh. Um, I've always loved Michelle Yeoh, and by always, I mean since. When I was in high school and I had to watch um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon um, in a class. And the thing is, I couldn't even tell you why we watched that movie for class, but we did. Um, And so I was really excited. And then I loved her in Um, Mm Shang-Chi. And so I was really excited to see her lead a film. Um, And I saw it in theaters when it first came out and like was so obsessed with it initially. Um. My mom and I love to, um, we love the second Indiana Jones movie with a tiny little baby Kehi Kwan, or Kehi Kwan. Um, and so I was excited to see him in it. And my mom loves to this. My parents, again, I know not all can relate to this, but my parents flipping adored everything everywhere. They still talk about it. Um, I was just at their house the other weekend and they were like, have you seen that to, to my cousins, not to me, they know I've seen it, but they were like, have you seen everything everywhere all at once? And then I called my grandma, um, to tell her about my time watching Josh Groban on, uh, Broadway. Cause that's what you do when you see Josh Groban, you call your grandma. It's true. And, um, she was like, your mom told me that, well, first she said, Sweeney Todd sounds like you're everything everywhere all at once, which the thing is, I do know what she meant by that. She meant like it had. I love Sweeney Todd. I love Josh Groban. I love Stranger Things and Gate Matarazzo's in it. She wasn't wrong. It, it, like, I was actually kind of proud of that uh, reference. But um, but then she was like, your mom says I really need to watch that. And then even when this weekend my cousins asked me about, like, um, what I thought of the Oscars. And my mom was like, well, you loved everything everywhere all at once, right? Like, my parents love this movie. Um, but like so do I it's just from where when we got kind of I think this was don't quote me on this because I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure this was the earliest release of any of the best picture nominations last year and so it just definitely where it's like it was so early on and then so many things happened afterwards that I kind of forgot about it the Oscars happened afterwards. Like this movie right. came out pre last year's Oscars. So there was a long time that I think a lot of people forgot that it was eligible for the Oscars this year. Yeah. Um, but kind of closer to the awards, I watched it again. 
and I felt like it resonated with me better again and then um I watched it today kind of in preparation um for this and I mean I don't know it just it really resonated with me this go around more so than other times and I couldn't even really tell you why I think it's because there's so much going on in this film that like not everything sticks like I think the first time you watch it you're so caught up in just trying to keep up with what's happening and keep up with the story that like it takes a second or third viewing to kind of fully take it in and in some ways I love that about this movie but in other ways it loses points for me in that regard of like it's a best picture winner and it is brilliant and original and the performances in it are great but it's just the fact that like it is it truly I mean not to be cliche but it truly is everything everywhere all at once it is absolutely <laughs> named because there is just so much going on at one moment that if you blink you miss things um and in some ways I love that like I pick up on something else each time but in other ways it's like I don't know it I don't know it's it's a thing where it's like when people see it and they don't particularly like it um some of the criticisms I've heard I don't necessarily agree with but like I at least see where they're coming from with this yeah it's not an easy film to watch because there's so much going on in it and I can see where like it is the kind of movie where I can imagine that like if you have to leave to go to the bathroom during it and you come back you could be completely lost and that's not like a bad thing per se it just like is a thing about it and I saw it whenever it came out in theaters at the Alamo Draft House and I was there with my sister and I was in an audience that was just like loving the movie so I had like a really great viewing experience of it for the first time and I will say I like the movie a lot I love what Michelle Yeoh is doing in it I love Kehoe Kwan in it like I really love Stephanie in it I think she's amazing uh and I think that the film like is has a lot of really interesting things to say both about like immigrant culture and about um you know mother-daughter relationships and mother-father relationships or mother-father lol uh daughter-father relationships I was thinking of you know Michelle Yeoh and, and James uh who plays her father but and and obviously also the fact that like we have a best picture winner who has a very openly queer character is amazing like and it's not the source of like intense strife in the film really like obviously there's the whole thing about like her feeling like her mom doesn't really approve of it but it's not like one of those um this character is gay and thus dying of AIDS type of movies and I think that that's all amazing I will say it is a movie that like for me soured a little bit over time not that I didn't think it was good still but that I was like oh I'm not sure that it was like as great as I thought it was the first time I saw it because it's that thing where when anything that comes out in like Q1 in the first like three months of the year that is even good feels like the best movie you've ever seen because most of the films that come out during this time of the year are so bad um and that sounds like I'm being mean, but like it's it's a thing. Studios know not to release their best films in this time of the year because they get forgotten by the time awards season comes and they're not going to win Oscars and whatever. Obviously, that's not true anymore, but I, I do think it still is mostly true. I think everything, everywhere, all at once just like did a very good job 
making sure that they stayed relevant. And it was a very special film and it, you know, broke all sorts of expectations for box office and everything too. But I watched it right before the Oscars um, to show it to my parents who liked it, but didn't love it. Um, I, I think my dad was a little confused by it to be perfectly honest with you, which like is fair for a movie like this, I think. Um, but I was like, yeah, it is really good. I do think that whenever I first saw it, I like maybe overhyped it a little bit, but I still do really like it. And I think that it's super creative. I think that the costume and production design are what I was really struck by, like on my uh, going back to it after several months because, and the hair and makeup as well. Like the sheer amount of costumes in the film is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, no, it is. And especially the ones they're putting on Stephanie Sue. Yeah. It's like insane. Um, and the hair and makeup on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I and think- I think like, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, the first time I saw it, like, I really liked it, and I hyped it up, but I remember saying that, like, the first act was a bit slow, but that was one of those things that, like, on the second and third watch, like, I I understood why, though. I'm like, no, 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 this Mm -hmm. first act is paced perfectly, actually. It's just, (laughs) I went in waiting for the action, and now it's like, no, I get it, like, there's, there's stuff to be set up here. Um, but yeah, no, I agree that it's just, it's one of those movies where, you know, if you are someone who, um, my mom, actually, my mom, number one, everything, everywhere, all at once, Stan, um, (laughs) actually said, like, if you're, you know, she's someone who struggles to pay attention in movies. Mm -hmm. Um, we, when we, as a family, if we watch movies, my mom is always on her phone, like, just not really with it all the time. Um, and, but she apparently paid great attention to this one um, and was just sucked in. But it is one of those things where I think if you struggle to kind of keep attention for too long, this can be one that, like, may be a little bit difficult. Um, yeah. I also will say, and I feel like this is going to make me sound so uncool and, like, such a square, but... This movie is weird and it is out there. And watching it again, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I'd kind of forgotten because the things that really stuck with me were things like, you know, the big scene between Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie and, you know, some of the more, like, emotional heart of the film. And watching it again, I was like, oh, no, yeah, this is a really weird movie in terms of, like, there there were bits where it lost me a little bit, like the hot dog fingers and the butt plug stuff and all of that and, like, that is just not really my like sense of humor it didn't really work for me entirely so there are sections of the movie that I'm kind of like I would like to get back to some of the other stuff um but I I do still think it like works on a whole but I can totally see where like this movie is not something that will appeal to everyone yeah no I agree and honestly I don't think though that there's there was any particular um best picture nominee that you couldn't say that about yeah like horror was definitely not for everyone and elvis even which of the best picture nominations elvis was probably my favorite um but it's a boslerman film (laughs) um which i totally lied my favorite was actually banshees of Sharon. definitely not for everybody my parents did not get that one and my parents and i still 
go to wait it's so funny to me because like your parents got everything everywhere at once and didn't get banshees and my parents liked banshees so much but we're kind of like okay well michelle yo was great after we watched everything everywhere yeah like i think that's kind of you know the the way the oscars work where it's like everything kind of resonates differently for other people um i just feel like this year aside from i mean like let's be very honest like i i feel like top gun maverick is the most like like it's the safest for everyone of these i guess maybe fablemans but like there's so many people that should have liked Fake Women's that didn't. Um, my parents like included, me. I feel like. Yeah. Uh we we are a anti-Fake Women's household here. Um whereas I feel like in past years, they've gone for the most part, like something like um, I mean, even Coda or like Nomad Land, or especially something like 12 Years a Slave. Um, the King's Speech are movies where, like, you don't really have to have any certain sense of humor or any certain, you know, taste to get that movie. I feel like Everything Everywhere All at Once is, like, the weirdest movie in the past few decades that has won Best Picture, just in terms of, like, it's very out there and it's very, it adheres to a very specific sort of taste. And obviously, like, we had Shape of Water not that long ago, which is also a very weird movie that is not for everyone. Um, But I think it's really exciting to see Best Picture sort of open up more to this sort of film, because I, I do feel like over the past years, like, looking back at the list of Best Picture winners, I'm like, damn, look at the 60s when they were giving these, like, family-friendly, fun musicals best picture. Like, can you imagine Oliver winning now? Yeah. Like... (laughs) And that's my thing is, like, you know, Everything Everywhere wasn't necessarily my number one Mm -hmm. on my best picture ranking. Like, it's actually probably number three. Like, probably goes Banshees, then Elvis, then Everything Everywhere. But, like, I'm not mad at the idea of it winning because because I appreciate the fact that, like, it is a bit of a different stretch from what we're used to with. Yeah. I love what it means as a winner. Right. Like, I commend the originality of it. I commend Mm -hmm. the fact that, like, for what it's trying to sell you, it does sell you it well. Like, I do think yeah. that this movie is, like, the best take on the whole multiverse theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not in the representation and um, that it provides. And so I'm not mad at it winning Best Picture necessarily, even if it wasn't. Yeah. Like, if there was any one award I'm mad about, it's and it's not because I have beef with the person. Um, in fact, no, I it's Jamie like Lee Curtis. Person. Because it is it's, Jamie Lee Curtis because it's Stephanie. It's a bad one. Stephanie should have won it. Like, well, my thing is just that, like, all narratives and all optics and whatever aside, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is the worst thing in the movie. I don't have anything against her, like, personally, but, like, I don't think she's giving that much of a performance. I don't think it's her best work by any means. I don't think it's particularly good work. And I think she's very obviously, like, the person who's giving the least impressive performance in the cast. Um, So if they wanted to give it to someone from this movie, it should have been Stephanie 
or they could have given it to Angela Bassett as a career win, or they could have given it to Carrie Condon, who gives a great performance in Banshees. Like, for that matter, they could have given it to Hong Chow for a great performance in The Whale, even though I don't like that movie. And that is the only one that I begrudge it, because, you know, I too, like, it's actually, I looked, I found my ranking that I did. It's my number five in ranking the Best Picture nominees, uh, literally sitting, like, right in the middle. Uh, but I think it's a great win. And I think that, like, during the show, the speeches that we got from all of them when, you know, they were winning all the different awards that it won really sort of drove home the importance of this as a win, um, both for representation and diversity, um, but also, you know, for creativity and for indie films and films with small budgets winning Oscars. And, you know, I think that like so much of what it stands for is great that even though it's not like my favorite of these movies by far it's not a winner that I would ever like begrudge and I feel like we got to a point this is one of those Oscar seasons that like by the time it ended I was like yeah we need to be done because I feel like the discourse around it started to get really weird and and you know there there were the fans who it felt like you couldn't criticize it at all or like say that it wasn't your favorite without them being like you hate creativity um but I do think that like it's incredibly impressive the like not just film itself but the story of how it got to winning best picture for being an early release small budget indie film yeah and then winning so many Oscars is there anything that you think that it like should have been nominated for that it wasn't mm. or are there any nominations that it did get that you like would have rather seen go somewhere else i mean like i said i was i would have rather it gone i mean honestly angela bassett was who i was pulling for um yeah for best feature or best supporting actress um i wouldn't have given it to jamie um but i wouldn't have nominated jamie yeah um but if i was (laughs) gonna give it to someone from the film i would have given it to stephanie yeah Um, i mean looking at what it was nominated for if there's anything that i would maybe take away it's besides jamie's nomination like i would have maybe taken away best original song that's exactly um, what I was going to say. And I would have given it to um, Nobody Like You from Turning Red. Um, loved that. Loved a that great song. song. Loved that yeah. song. Um, but, I mean, other than that, like, I don't really, especially looking at the ones, I mean, outside of Jamie Lee Curtis's win, like, I have no qualms mm-hmm. with anything that. It yeah. Was. I would have taken, I would take original song and Jamie Lee Curtis's nominations and I would add hair and makeup. Yeah, um, I would have added hair and makeup too. And I also like, this is not the film that I would give it to if I could give anything this, but I would gladly take the production design nomination from the Fablemans and give it to everything everywhere. <laughs> like yeah. it's not the first film that I would be trying to hand it to, but like. No, but if it had gotten it in place of the Fablemans, I wouldn't have been mad. I would have been thrilled. Like, then I would have thought that was a pretty perfect 
production design lineup actually um but yeah i i feel like i don't otherwise it it feels pretty bright it is insane how many it won though um just because like it's it's crazy to see a film that like back in like march people were like what are you talking about it's not getting nominated for best picture then like sweep the whole oscars yeah i do remember it being like a thing where everyone was like you had the camp of people who were like this is gonna win everything at the oscars next year and then you had the like the camp of people who were like wishful thinking bros um yeah to that extent like oh i'm always thrilled when the film bros get proven wrong so right and shout out to zoe rose bryant who like saw the path early on and um was was putting it out there and fighting the fight uh because you know it i i really do think that it's such an interesting story and i feel like it broke so many of these like so-called rules for what an oscar winning or like especially a best picture winning film is and in terms of like it has to come out in this time period and it has to you know it it needs to have this much money behind it and it's it's like a fantasy sci-fi film which also traditionally almost never win best picture so it has subtitles in it which is another thing that's like you know there are sections of this not in english um which are not always things that we see in best picture winners so i i think it's like a really fun winner um and yeah what okay so what is your letter grade for it and then what would you say it is as a best picture win because so for listeners we're gonna be ranking these like rating them based on our letter grade for the film itself and then giving it a like rating as a best picture win great fine or bad um listen there's there's a weird thing with this sort of thing because there are multiple best picture nominations from this past season that I would have mm-hmm. given a letter grade of A. Yeah, um, same. Even if like and I would give this an A. Um just because again, I like the originality, I like the story, I love the performances. Um I I would give this an A. And I would even say it's a great Best Picture nomination, even if it wasn't necessarily my number one choice for Best Picture. Because I don't know if the internet is aware of this, but you can have a personal pick for Best Picture, <laughs> not necessarily, and like that not mean that you can't enjoy other ones. I don't know. If yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean. Again, this would be my, this was third on my ranking list, but at the same time, I would give it an A. Um, and I also, again, I'm not mad about it winning Best Picture. Like, I'd give it a great pick for Best Okay. Picture. It's funny because, like, everything you just said is going to be, like, me, but more. Um, I give it an A-. minus. I definitely would have given it, like, an A or an A plus the first time I saw it, but I do, I have settled more around an A- minus on it. Um... Like I said, it's my fifth out of ranking these nominees. There are films that I definitely liked a lot better. Like I, it's very far down my list of ranking of films from last year, but I will say it's a great best picture win because I think that, you know, what it means in terms of 
what a best picture winner can be is amazing in terms of diversity. It's amazing in terms of creativity. It's amazing. Um, and having that narrative of being, you know, it, it really has sort of been like the little film that could. And it's also one of those things where like, even though it's sort of in the middle of my ranking of the nominees for best picture, it is by far one of the ones I would be happy with. And there are films that could have won this year that I would not be happy with. Um, so I think it's a great win, even though I only gave it an A minus. And uh, I have a feeling that we're going to have films in the future where I'm going to have like an even greater difference there. Um, and and it, it may even be vice versa, that there are films that I like really like, but don't think it's a good best picture win. Um, and that's why I wanted to like have both of those and, and why we wanted to be able to share sort of both those things so that we can show that like you said your personal opinion on a film and what you think of it as a best picture are not necessarily the same thing um but yeah is there anything else that you wanted to like say about the movie before we're um i'd like to point out something yeah. that i've not seen a single person on the internet point out okay um so we don't need to talk about why, but I was watching the opening number of the 2018 Tony Awards. Wow, I wonder why you were doing that. I don't know. Um, But the song that is sung at the beginning of the opening number of the 2018 Tony Awards um, features a part where they bring out ensemble members from every <gasps> nominated show that year, which what was nominated that year, uh, but SpongeBob SquarePants the musical. Yep. So guess who's there repping uh, SpongeBob SquarePants at the 2018, which was not that long ago. Um, Tony's is Stephanie Hsu, and she's in her little Karen the computer outfit. Um, and she looks the most excited out of everyone to be there. She's flipping adorable. And she's singing behind Josh Groban and Sarah Bareilles. And I had the thought of like, how crazy is that? That like, And, and the same with Ariana DeBose, like looking at like her being in the yeah. Hamilton of like, look how crazy crazy that just five years ago she was being featured as an ensemble member in a musical at the tonys and she was probably so excited to like get to be the one representing spongebob in that number and now she's nominated for an oscar like i just thought that was so cool and um we love theater kids we love theater kids and um yeah i've not seen anyone you know amidst the nine hundred thousand um ariana debose bafta rap memes which rightfully <laughs> so that is the best thing to have come out of england since joseph quinn um you know like i am i feel like it's just uh no one's brought that up and i noticed that recently and was like look at her go um <laughs> but yeah no good movie um really enjoy it i don't love it as much as my mother does but if there's any of the best picture nominations that my mom were to Stan I'm not mad that that's the one she picked if my mom had seen like right Top Gun Maverick and been like man that's a, that's <laughs> a movie I'd be like okay please never speak to me again um but yeah no good stuff yeah I I'm excited that we like got to talk about this right away and and you know I'm excited to see how like have this that we can compare things too like in terms of talking about what a best picture is and I feel like maybe over the course of doing this I'm gonna have some sort of philosophical idea by the end of it of like what I think a best picture should be um which is exciting maybe best that was like the most 
pretentious historian thing I could have said, but the best picture should be a picture that's the best. But like, I don't think it. Sh- I don't think it should necessarily. Depends what your definition of best is. Ex- well, exactly, and I think that Depends there's what your times the picture is. I think there's times where like you might not think a movie is the best, but you think it like means the most. Yeah, and that makes well, it a better like- best picture winner. In the same way that I would say that, like, The Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney movie, but I objectively think Beauty and the Beast is the best one. Right, exactly. Like, Which I don't necessarily love Beauty and the Beast. I just think it's the best Disney movie. Yeah. I prefer yeah. The Little Mermaid. Yeah. And so I, th- I feel like that exists with Beck's picture, too. Not that I necessarily think that people who vote for it think of it that way, but I feel like that's what they should. Um, let me tell the Academy how to... <laughs> No. Dear Academy. Dear Academy. We got right. notes for you. <laughs> and then to end, I want to ask you, which of our five upcoming movies that we're going to talk about are you most excited to watch or to discuss? Remind what are me your the five. All right. Here's a Slave, Moonlight, mm-hmm. Coda, Out of Africa, and Crash. Crash. See, I'm actually probably going to do Crash because I just don't know this movie exists. What is it? Yeah. Um, And I've also, of those, I've seen all of them, but uh, Crash and Out of Africa. So Mm. I'm most excited for those because um, I've seen the other ones. And so it'll be nice to, which I haven't, I've only seen Moonlight once and I saw it in like 2017 right after it won. Yeah. Um, I'm most excited to see Moonlight. I honestly don't really remember it. So. Um, I'm most excited to see that because I've not seen it before and it's one of those things that I've had like I've been meaning to watch it like since 2017 when it won so this is great because it's going to force me to watch it which I guess is part of the whole point of the series um maybe we can force other people to watch best picture (laughs) uh winners who that they haven't seen through this podcast Listen, uh, if I can convince our viewers to watch any movie, it would be 2000's um, Geppetto <laughs> starring Drew Carey. It is on YouTube for free. Not great quality, uh, but it's fine. Disney I Plus, if you're listening, them. why have you not put that movie on Disney Plus? Yeah, fair. If I can convince them to watch any movie, um, my choice today for them would be Spree. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, great film. No explanation. Yep. Um... Stay tuned I'm for also... Sean's second segment. After we get through all the Best Picture winners, we're going to list 100 movies um, <laughs> that we could watch every three weeks, and then it would reset to every five years. <laughs> if you understand my reference, please let us know, because we'd love to hear from you. Dead. Uh, um, I'm also very excited to talk about 12 Years a Slave with you, um, mostly because I have some really strong thoughts on that film, um, particularly brad pitt in that film um but also because when do i not want to talk about lupita so you know lupita and um the um you know benedict cumberbatch is in that that is true i always forget he's in there and then he shows up and i'm like whoa (laughs) um i'm also excited to talk about out of africa mostly just because it feels like really weirdly fitting that we have a meryl film in Mm -hmm our set of five that we're yeah. going to be talking about next. And you know what makes me really excited? That at some point in all of this, um, we'll get to spin the wheel again and pick one. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited for mm-hmm. that. And eventually we'll get to Slumdog Millionaire. And when we do, yeah. 
we're going to hear all about Get ready. the fan fiction that the song Jai Ho inspired. <laughs> I can't Did wait. Did I write an iCarly fan fiction loosely based off some dumb millionaire? That's for me to know and you to find out whenever we get to that episode. So I'm going to rig the wheel. <laughs> You're like, Nicole, why are all of the, the little things on the wheel saying Slumdog Millionaire? And I'm I like, don't worry it. about it. I wouldn't fight it. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Hour two. We're going to go ahead and talk about Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> Let me tell you about the Art Carly fanfiction I wrote. I'm dead. It never saw the light of day um, for good reason. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was first episode of Best Picture Rewind. Um, we are excited to be getting into the new or into the first five films that we picked. Like Nicole said, we might not necessarily go in the order that they were drawn. Um, it def- depends how chaotic we are feeling. Um, but we um, have a lot of good stuff in store. And um, over the course of our quest to watch all the best pictures, we'll also be bringing on guests periodically um, to talk about some of the films. So we're excited about that. Um, but in the meantime, um, please be sure to check out our weekly Oscar Central podcast um, that drops on Monday mornings at 5 a.m. Perfect for your morning commute. Um, and in the meantime, Nicole, where can people find you on socials? Uh, I am on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all the things at Nicole Ackman 16. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at Lex Willie, W-I-L-L-I underscore um, on TikTok at at Moon Lexi and on Reddit as Geppetto Stan 1995, <laughs> um, which I was born in 1994. So why 1995? <laughs> um, anyways, that was our first episode of Best Picture Rewind. And until then, we will see you next time.